Hello and welcome to our latest uh, Suburbs edition of the Gunnerstown podcast and I am joined with a full compliment this week. So Steve has actually graced us with his present. Sorry, not Steve. Sub-Zero has graced us with his presence. If you are listening to the podcast, you obviously won't know this, but Steve has decided to wear a massive blue uh, face mask with the Adidas logo on. So your full brand. You're on brand tonight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you <look so> happy. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Steve, how are you doing? I am so happy. After the last time I was on the podcast, it was it's, it's been a bit different since then, isn't it? Yeah, it's not been bad, Ben. It's only uh, been like two weeks. Levels of happiness, like bearing in mind that we basically just all laughed hysterically after we'd lost to Brighton, and now here we are having won back-to-back games. Um, since even Ben and I spoke last, uh, how happy are you, Ben? It's a ten. <laughs> it's a ten. It's a ten from me. It's a ten. Where what do we even start? Can we ask? Where are we going to start? Where are we going to start? Let's start with Norwich. Because we can start with clean sheets. We can talk about clean sheets. We can talk about <laughs> We can talk about Arteta ball. We can talk about everything. We don't have to talk about Matteo Ganduzzi. That is the ma- absolute great thing. Can I just start? Can I just start that before we get into your two weird conspiracy theories about no, we're going to play a video. This player and that player. Let's get the to the truth. Let's get to the truth of the matter. <laughs> the real difference is since since we started the podcast back up, we are smashing it. Yeah. We've won four games in a row. That's so it. it's us. It's nothing to do with our tenter, it's us. Exactly. No anything. <laughs> what were they? What were we thinking? Actually, then it's also therefore our fault that we've been terrible yeah. for yeah, about we should be four ashamed years. Of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, ashamed. yeah, four, yeah, four years. <laughs> <laughs> ben, talk to me about the. Let's let's have a quick sort of uh, discussion on the performance against Norwich first. Um, team selection. Were you happy with it? Overall performance. Were you happy with it? Anything you noticed that you like? Anything that was particularly sexy that you want to talk about? Go. <laughs> In short. Yes, all sexy. Um, I kind of, I think I'm probably going to spray wide here, but I think what I'm liking the most about Arteta is, to be blunt, he's making our shit bang average players look good and usable. Um, I think we've obviously, was it today that they mentioned about Mustafi might be getting a contract? Oh, I mean, (laughs) what what sort of crazy world have we turned into where Arsenal are keeping clean sheets? Mustafi is being talked about as a new contract. You know, this time last year, there were people willing to literally frog march him out of the club. I mean, we still wouldn't mind. He's header, though, for um, Lacazette's goal the weekend. Bang! David Luiz headed up in the air. So, oh, you out the way. Bang. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. We'll come to the Wolves game. Let's talk about Norwich first. Steve, give me some thoughts about the Norwich match. Um, Anything that impressed you? Any thoughts that you thought, yeah, this is good? Yeah, I mean, majority of it was was good. There was still a couple of spells in the game. Was it like the start of the second half where it started to get a little bit iffy? Um, But that's to be, you know, that's to be expected. You can't just go from what we did to absolute brilliance. Um, But no, overall, obviously, got to be happy. And how super sexy was it that Tim Kroll was the one that absolutely 
<laughs> plucked his lines for that first goal. I mean, I was there when um, I think we beat him 2-1 and we scored in like the last minute. And yes, Steve, I did see that goal before you make a comment um, uh, to beat to beat Newcastle. But the entire it game... It can't have been the last minute then, can it? Yeah, well, um, Tim, <laughs> Krull, Tim Krull was time-wasting the entire time. Uh, the game that was at Carrow Road, where he was trying to psych out Aubameyang, he's like, we've got an absolutely Rolls-Royce centre-forward who's one of the best inside the penalty box in Europe, and you're trying to psych him out? No, penalty scored. <laughs> so, um, for me, I I liked the little bit of rotation Arteta did. I think there was a lot of people that were talking, almost a bit like grumpy, um, when the uh, when the when the formation when the when the squad was announced when the first team was announced, but I always saw that game that Norwich game as one in which he's going to rotate. He'd even said, you know, we've got a few bumps and bruises after the Sheffield United game, the Sheffield United victory, and he's always going to rotate. So to be able to bring the players in and to have them buying in, and also the fact that we've got injuries at the moment, we've still got a few injuries that are that are costing us you know we've got the likes of burnt leno out you've got the likes of also genduzi who has decided that he's gone awol because of his attitude you've got meza Urzil, who, uh, who you know yeah exactly uh, the ghost of meza Urzil, who's sitting on a on a bench somewhere you know with an umbrella over his head because a, a little a golden umbrella a golden yeah, umbrella a golden umbrella exactly <laughs> golden shower golden the shower money, the money <laughs> rain careful careful Wrong podcast, wrong, wrong podcast. But do you know what I mean? Like for me, that was a performance that that was that was good in many ways. He was able to rest players. You know, we had um, Reese Nelson that played, and I thought he looked really good. Um, we've got lots of um, players that have have stepped up really. And he said something about a week and a half ago when the Ganduzi stuff first came out. It might have been two weeks ago. We talked about get players getting on the boat and. We have got an absolute full cruise liner of uh, players, except for Gendouzi, who's in a paddle boat rowing off to some other um, some other island somewhere. And it just really pleased me to see that performance, which then obviously we led to the Wolves performance, which we can talk about in a minute. But um, was there any was there anything which goal stood out for you, Ben, as the one that you remember the most and think actually? This one was quite nice. Well, I suppose you're th- you're, the obvious one is the kind of the, ja- the Xhaka kind of movement thing. It kind of re- reminded me of that. But I think, was it United a year yeah. or a couple of years ago where he just sort of appeared in the box and it was like, bang. Um, I'm quite liking that Arteta's telling one of the lads in the middle to kind of basically get in the box, um, which is quite nice and quite exciting. So it's obviously a marvellous that Aubameyang's got his 50-odd what is it? 51? 51 now. 51, 51 goals. And that was great because it, it was, we knew he was going to get it, but it's that kind of sort of proverbial weight off the shoulders type thing. So he can kind of relax now and sign the thing and then um, <laughs> score Eventually. some goals, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my standout. Can I just touch on that then? Let's just talk about that for a second. Um, just very, very quickly. Uh, for you, is that a no brainer? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, like I, I just think you. Have, I think you, yeah, that's it. Like, I think you have to do it. Like I've, I've actually been thinking about this for quite a lot today because I was like, we are going to talk about this at some point. And to buy a striker that scores twenty five plus goals guaranteed next year, like that's fair, isn't it? Yeah. How much is that? 60, 70, 80 million. Mind um, you, in the in the pre in the post COVID world, you're probably talking. You could not probably 
20 25% off of the value of players just because there yeah. are just so many players that oh, hold on he's off yeah, I, I just don't think you're going to get a strike. That's the cat about to jump out the window. I think talking about Aubameyang leaving... <laughs> yeah. Is, 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 is no. To, no. Do it. Look, look at this. This is better than the podcast. <laughs> People are listening to the podcast can't see my cat. So let's move oh, on. Let's talk sorry. about Aubameyang. Let's, yeah. let's go back to Aubameyang. Um, I just think for what he brings, his presence, his personality, his attitude, it kind of goes back to me kind of wanting players that I like. Um, obviously he's incredibly talented and I think the group really like him and I just think it's guaranteed goals and it's worth the, what was it, 40 mil? I think it's worth it considering the state that we're in. Like we need so many positions covered and I think if you can just, if he's willing to do it and we're willing to do it, it's an easy box to tick. Steve, are you ticking your box? Yeah, what are you saying? What, 250 a week? Is that what you're asking? That's apparently. I mean, I'm not okay. asking that. Okay, I, I, I'll I'd take... <laughs> <laughs> I'd take literally a few thousand pounds a week to pay for you know, He's a bit better than me. I'd so. take one of those branded bottles of water. <laughs> um, yeah, I think as Ben said, if we can get him to sign, uh, it's just another problem that we don't have to fix. We've got so many problems that we're going to have to fix. I know you're saying about you knock the money off the potential transfer fee we have to pay, but whatever you knock off that, whatever percentage-wise, you also have to knock off our budget if we have any kind of budget as well. So it's all like for like in real money terms. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the only thing I'd probably say is um, nobody heard about amortisation 10 years ago. Why is that suddenly an important thing? Like, do you not think? Like, everyone's talking about amortisation, like we're amateur accountants. Wasn't it lovely in the 90s when football was just like, he's good, play him. Or is it that we just got older and now we know what those kind of words mean? We are more responsible. I don't don't Mm. think football fans and my mates who are Arsenal fans in their 40s and 50s talked about amortisation in the 90s. But anyway... Why did you have mates in their 40s in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this? Yeah. No, it's lots of repressed <laughs> memories. Lots of repressed memories that I've tried to bury. All right. We've got to talk, we've got to talk about the Cedric goal anyway, because we were... Oh, what um, a finish. Even we were saying about, you know, what the crazy decisions that the cupboard made in recent years and his name get, gets thrown about, bless him. Um, in those kind of discussions, but he's done it right, isn't he? He's a bit good, yeah. That was a good finish. And do you know what? It's not the finish is just one of those things, isn't it? We've seen players score worldies. You know, Nigel Winter and got a worldie every once in a while, but it, not so much that. It was what he offered in that Norwich game that in the short period of time he was on the pitch that sadly mm. our good friend, our dearly beloved Hector just well, actually, he did offer more, I thought, in the Norwich game than he'd offered in the last few games. Yeah. But Ben and I talked on last week's podcast about it worried us, um, the decline of Bellerin. But what we saw actually is a Bellerin that was willing to overlap there. So it's clearly something that the management, so Arteta and his team, are talking to when Pepe's on the pitch. You know, Pepe would have, wouldn't, Pe- oh, well, wouldn't Pepe have loved someone like the Hector Bellerin against the Norwich game who was getting in beyond the uh, the fullbacks but part of me wonders if that's just the way because Norwich the, the way that they were set up because they were an absolute basket case did he just think actually I could get in here they're not they're not going to show very much going forward so I'm just going to get in here and he was good but he still couldn't pick out that ball could he yes but it's been very comfortable for him hasn't it he's had no you know even um, Maitland-Niles he knows has been cover like it's not a long-term solution 
Mm. He hasn't had anyone challenging him, has he? No, really? I think that's bang on, actually, Steve. That's made me remember something. Remember when there was that interview with, um, what was his name? Lichtensteiner. And they, yeah. he was like, they were having this adult conversation. They sat opposite each other. And he was like, so what's your aim, Hector, for the season? He was like, I want your spot. And like Lichtensteiner was kind of like, well, we're a team. We're going to do this together. And it was kind of interesting that sort of Hector was a bit like, oh, oh, like his attitude wasn't like, go team. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. There was a couple of images. They're only stills and it's ridiculous, but this is a podcast, so this is the sort of shit we have to talk about. Um, <laughs> it was interesting to see his face when the goal went in. Did you see that one? He was like... No. <laughs> yeah, he was Oh, like, man. Dude so can finish. <laughs> no, but it's good. But that's what you want. You need to... If, yeah. he, if he want, if, he, if that's the way he thinks and it's like, I've got to be better than this guy, then more for it. Let him shoot from like the halfway line if he has to. And the thing is, he's just signed a four-year deal. Like, if he'd have signed a one- or a two-year deal or something, then Hector would probably be like, ah, oh, well, he's just another Lichtsteiner. Yeah, but clearly, in. he's 28, 29 years old, whatever he is. Yeah. Uh, Suarez, he signed a four-year deal. Arteta's saying, no, you challenge him. You challenge him. And yeah. there's already those rumours coming out about, you know, other clubs in Europe and Hector's considering his position. For me, you know, the options really are, if we were to decide to ca- cash in on him, we'd have to replace him somehow. Um, yeah. But but honestly, I look at his form in the last, not just post lockdown, but in pre lockdown as well. When he was fit, um, he he hasn't kicked on in my mind. So I think this could be really good for Hector if he's up for the challenge. And he does strike me as the kind of bloke that would be up yeah. for that challenge. Yeah. Um, the question is whether or not uh, we're going to get more out of him. So the thing about Hector Bellerin for me is. He's always had that pace, but that's now gone. Technically, I, I do wonder how great he is. But did you see, there was a couple of times in the Norwich game, he'd get beyond the his man, and he just couldn't yeah. pick out that pass. So I wonder if that's going to be on display now, because the 12-odd minutes that I saw of Cedric and Steve, I don't know if you just want to jump in here, um, the 12 minutes that I saw of Cedric, I thought, actually, he looks like he's got a bit of end product to him. Yeah, even his really lucky pass against Wolves. I'm just saying we're 20 minutes in and we haven't even spoken about the Wolves game yet. Yeah, we should probably do something like that, shouldn't we, for the last 10 minutes? Segue us into the Wolves game then, mate. Go on. I'll, I'll segue into the Wolves game. With, it wasn't anything to do with bad defending. It was a great pass by Cedric Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think he's done well. He's um, Obviously, he's what? He's had, is it two games? Yeah, yeah. Only two games. So, you know, we can't get carried away and too excited, but it's nice to have somebody who can step in and play that role and who is a specialist in that position. Mm. Um, and I think he's okay. The thing I will say about the Wolves game is it has been a long time that as an Arsenal fan, I felt so comfortable watching a game, barring the first 10 seconds where it all nearly went. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been really bad. Yeah. Um, but I felt I felt comfortable. And it's been a long time since that. Even when we're winning games, don't feel like that. Yeah. Ben? No. Yeah, it was nice. Like we said last week about how it felt like we were sort of being choked and it was like a struggle and it was like they're going to break us down. But we seemed to sort of build in it and it was kind of nice to see um, Danny have another... It wasn't as good as Norwich, but he was pretty good. He was all over the place. He had like had the old sort of Spanish passion. Um, which was really, really nice. And I kind of feel like two or three players did well. I think Saka did amazingly well because he obviously he was shoved onto the other side because we're trying to get a Bamiyang onto the left, which is a conversation for another day. Um, mm. But I thought he did really well, considering that he hasn't really played there yet. Um, 
And I suppose that's the kind of sort of talk about Saka for 30 seconds. That's kind of the most promising thing. He seems able to play like three or four positions um, comfortably. And I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think I think what you're saying is I think the Wolves performance, it was a good performance for Saka in the context of how exactly. he was being asked to play. Exactly. Like it wasn't mm. as amazing as what we'd seen earlier in the season where he'd played left back, that, this careering left back that's been all over the place or, you know, when he's been playing left wing and obviously somebody likes to cut inside, but you know, you sign a new deal and then, you know, you go away to Wolves, which is a really tough place to go mm. and to be scoring a goal like that. Do you, do you not think it was the weirdest, was it just me or it was the weirdest goal? Because like the way he hit it, it <laughs> almost literally looked like it was like... finish, lad. <laughs> do you remember do you Remember when you're a kid, you're a kid and like you'd have like air floaters that you'd be playing with your mates. It looked like he'd hit it with an air floater and it just, it just softly just sort of looped over Rui Patricio, who'd That's made a pretty good save off of he made a pretty good save off of Eddie Nketiah, who struggled ball really well early on, just you know save it onto the post, and then you know Bukayo Saka just air floaters himself a, a ball into the corner, and I was just half of me just was a bit stunned when the goal went in. But then when it went in, I was like, get in there. And I'm around my uh, my brothers at the moment. And my little niece was on the, com- she was playing on the on the iPhone next to me. She literally jumped in the air and she went, Uncle Chris, can you not do that? And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've got no idea how much this means to me. Jack has just done a guided finish, love. <laughs> He's air floated it in. He's air floated it in. Uh, but um, so let, I need a, I guess I want a, quick one or two minute synopsis of the game as a whole you like you guys have said it's quite comfortable but that second half talk me through the second half because i had kids crawling all over me so um, and that does that sounds absolutely dodgy as can be <laughs> but i had uh, nieces and nephews that were uh, wanting to uh, play with their toys and um i uh, i couldn't i couldn't have full concentration so talk to me about the comfort level when you know you've got chances like I think Triore went in, didn't he? And he just lob- lifted it over Martinez. You must have had a heart in the mouth moment there, Steve. Yeah, yeah, a bit. But I, I think when I say comfortable, I, I mean comfortable in the context of Arsenal, right? I mean we've been through <laughs> games where teams have had just double figures, like into the twenties of shots against us. Wolves had one shot on target. I know, That's and it just, you know we just look at times in recent times where, you know, it just doesn't look comfortable. It looks like something is about to go wrong. Whereas it just seemed well drilled. It just, it just felt like everyone knew what they were doing. Yeah. So what you're saying, Steve, and I'm just uh, taking words into your mouth here and I'll move it across the bend when I say this is, um, so we've had Southampton away and it's a clean sheet. We've had uh, Norwich at home and it's a clean sheet and we've had Wolves away and a clean sheet. Um, None of the defence need to go in the bin. Ben? (laughs) (laughs) please don't please don't put that no but this but this is what we said right at the beginning this is what is exciting that he's able to make these players like we know that they're going to have hiccups we know that for example Jack is like literally one foot and he will spin around the circle to make sure he can kick it but he's getting it he's putting them into positions Um, what did you say that we weren't going to talk about the other week Oh, that guy, that guy with the long curly hair. Quadrants, or what was it? Oh, what, the zones. Zones. No, let's talk <laughs> but, zones. Talk about zones. Putting them into zones, isn't he? So they're comfortable and you're getting the most out of them. And mm-hmm. it's just exciting to see, like, if we were to get two or three sort of semi-decent players, how this team could be completely different. Um, yeah. 
I know not to talk about them, but you've seen Man United, right? You chuck a couple of decent players into a team and all of a sudden you think, hang on a minute, they look pretty good. Like, you do the same for us and I think we could be doing some bits, mm. as young kids say. Do bits. We'll do those bits. bits. <laughs> I think I think you're right. I think the thing that excites me is less so much the players that we have because we all have our issues with specific players, mm. but the way in which Arteta, it feels like he's moulding what he's got or his idea. Yes. That's what's exciting from my perspective. Yeah. It's the, it's the idea that Arteta has a very clear vision and we have a play, we have a series of players at the moment and some of them fit, look like they're getting on the boat. Some of them clearly are not, but it looks like he knows the type of player he wants and that's what gets us excited. So mm. for me, I have for most of this season pretty much written off this as an absolute busted flush. You know, you're playing in front of empty crowds. I, I actually listen to all of the games without any noise because I just, I don't know, it just... Maybe I just want to reinforce that this season is completely pointless. Well, I do um, that because when are we when are we going to be able to do that again? Yeah, You've got to experience it while you can. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Steve, do you not? I mean, do you not think that there is something that's being built here that's that's enough to get us excited, regardless of the fact that we've got no money as a club? Yeah, there's yeah. something no, there, isn't it? The way there? the way he speaks, the way he it, it comes across, he's he's like he's bringing us with him on the journey, right? So. When certain players were left out under, say, Emery, we would look on the pitch and we would go, well, we don't even know what we're doing, so why don't we play that player? They can't be any worse than what we're doing. Whereas currently, I feel like we kind of know where we're heading. He's being quite clear about the direction he wants to do, the on-the-boat, off-the-boat stuff, where to the point where I'm like, well, even if I like a certain player, if he thinks he's not coming on the journey, then I'm with him. Get him out. Yeah. And this is the start. This is so where we're at at the moment is I looked at these four or even five games, if you count Man City in the in the FA Cup. I looked at these games and I'll be honest with you, I thought, oh, blimey, that's going to be really tough. You know, we're, you know, I'll take a draw. Leicester at home, if you've then got a draw, you're thinking maybe we'll get a win. Maybe it's a draw there. Tottenham away. I'll be honest with you. I mean, Mourinho seems to be imploding and he's had a bit of a meltdown at the Arsenal social media team. <laughs> uh, to quote my, my learned friend, uh, Ben Leader, lols. Um, and then you've got, and then you've got um, Liverpool at home. So I looked at those games and thought we might end up with like three points at best. But we've already picked up three against Wolves. You, you're looking at the Leicester game now, where we've got back-to-back victories without conceding. And are you getting a little bit? Uh, are you getting a little bit excited then? It's a little bit, mate. Um, little bit. <laughs> because it's the thing, isn't it? It's Arsenal, isn't it? Like, like Steve said earlier, like we need to caveat everything initially with. We are useless, so when we get slightly <laughs> bear that initial point in mind, so don't take it all literally. But Leicester have got two p- players possibly out. In I don't believe that. Chilwell and Matt. I think that's game playing. Ooh. I think Brendan Rodgers is trying a bit of uh, oh, he's, he's a trying play. a little bit of game playing. Go on, sorry, mate. Go on. But then if they are, let's assume they're out. You're going to look at that and you're thinking right there for the taking. Um, you you beat Leicester and then. The wind is in our tails, and I think you've got to be kind of positive. Mourinho's like is absolutely rocking. If he's dropping heat on us with and with still another game to go, he's bricking it because the lad knows that if we beat them, they're in trouble. Um, yeah. And then you're going into the Liverpool game. They're still drunk, aren't they? Like they're drunk. They're on the beers. <laughs> they are. They are on the beers, mate. Like, they are. They are drunk. 
hung over, had about four hours sleep and are really <laughs> regretting what they, the way they danced last night with that girl that they thought looked like some sort of uh, beauty, but turns out she's an absolute rotter. That, that's what Liverpool look like at the moment. Steve, you're, you're normally the most optimistic out of myself, Ben uh, and you. So those next few games, what are you feeling? What are you feeling, my friend? Maximum points, clean sheets and all. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what will happen, Chris, is Liverpool are drunk and they're hangover, but it'll be like you in Budapest, they'll go to play us and they'll be like, mm, I'm back in the game. And they'll be back to Liverpool and they'll That'd absolutely tonk us. Well, we, look, we've been here before, right? It's the hope that always kills us with Arsenal. They, they, they get us to this point where we're like, we could do something here and then just absolutely destroy it. So I'm hoping that won't happen again. Um but hey, if you were hoping for three points, we've done that now. So if we lose all the games from now on in those four that you've mentioned, we're, we're doing all right. Wow. Um, but no, I'd hope for something against Leicester. I'd hope for something against the Spuds. Um, Liverpool. Where is Depends. it? Is it at the Emirates? Yeah. Oh, come to the carpet, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I just think if we can beat Leicester... I think that's a very tough game. I, I was larking a bit 30 seconds ago. That is going to be extremely tough, even if they do have two players down. Um, but I think if you win that, that paints a good picture, my friends. Yeah, yeah it does. Friend. And it's a different challenge as well, isn't it? Um, again, Ben, I'll talk to you about this. So um, go to you first. Leicester are a totally different team to Wolves. They are much more possession-based. I feel like they're a little bit more polish them i think wolves are an organized team they're a good team they're clearly been better than us this season because they're three points they've got three points more than us but leicester are sitting third and even though they haven't been great since post lockdown they feel like more of a a finished article than uh, than wolves do you you think that represents a bigger threat do you think that's a that is a big nosebleed that could potentially happen even with the likes of madison or chill out and Second question as well that I'd like you to answer is, what sort of team do you think Arteta goes for? Do you think he rotates again or do you think he's going to go as strong as he possibly can? Um, I'd like to think he goes as strong as he can, um, to be blunt and to be... I just think we have to win. I don't think you can... As as big and as important as the games are, obviously Tottenham is huge for us, um, which is a bit sad at the moment, but... um, you have to win it. Like I know it's cliche, but you have to win the game. Like we make so many, we've made so many errors in the past where we, we've kind of had an eye ahead. Emery last season. Well, exactly that. And it's like, no, just win this game, get the three points, however it looks, because to kind of answer your question, they are more polished because they've got a, like incredible depth. They've got a lot of players that are um, not good. Like I'm air quoting here, but not good enough for us. But they are a good bunch of players. Um, and obviously, we know what the old Jamie Vardy likes to cause us a lot of problems. Um, he's just come off the back of how many goals? Was it 100? Is that right? Um, yeah. So he feels will be. Like, feels like 75,000 against us. He will be definitely up for banging one in against us. So yeah. it's going to be tough. I mean, you would have thought that he'd just be flattered and would do us a favour each time. But it seems like ever since we placed that bid, he's like. I'm going to reject you and then rub salt into the wounds by scoring every time we played. But it's a totally, and Steve, it, do you not think it's a totally different Arsenal team? The one that lost, was it 3-1 or 3-0 at Leicester? I haven't got numbers in front of me, but um, that Emery side was just atrocious at Leicester. 
And it feels like we're coming into this game with a bit of momentum. And it feels like Arteta's the sort of guy that could look at the way Leicester set up and say, I reckon I've got your number here. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm much more confident. Famous last words, but I'm much more confident this time. Not so confident that I can say, right, we're going to win. Um, but I think we should be. <laughs> that's what we should be aiming for, right? That's what I think. That's what we should be aiming for, and at least get something out of the game. Um, but yeah, I think they've got a great, a great first eleven. Um, they haven't. They, they have to really think. Uh, they probably have to go up the next, the next level to improve that. I think you know, in terms of where where they are currently they've got a really decent first 11. Mm. So talk to me about how you see the game panning out then Steve and then I'll go to you Ben for the next one. It'd be interesting to see what he does about Pepe. Mm. Um, it doesn't look like he's convinced does it? Well he's got a baby he's got a baby he's looking after at the moment Steve so let's cut him a little bit of slack. I mean I am a no. massive Pepe fan. <laughs> I think the guy is mustard. I genuinely do and his numbers are really good as well like everyone's talking about how Pepe's been a bit of a underwhelming signing, but hasn't he got something like 16, 17, 18, either goals or assists this season? That's pretty good for a first season. You know, Bobby Pires, um, I think I don't think he racked up those sort of numbers. So I think or we've got it, an absolutely brilliant player. On our is hand. that goals and assists? Yeah, yeah, together. I think it's eight and eight, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Nice. I think uh, I think he might play. I, I I do you know what? Actually, the only thing that might temper that is the fact that because the games are concertinaed so close together um, yeah. he might give him a little bit more time off maybe he'll look at the Tottenham game at the weekend in playing him but and the thing is we've, it's not like we haven't got plenty of options out there you know you've got Nelson who can play there supposedly Maitland-Niles fancies himself there but there are options there so you found, you're thinking we shouldn't lose Ben give me some thoughts on Leicester how you think we'll set up and whether or not it'll rotate much um yeah, it, it just depends if Pepe's up for it, obviously, because of his newborn child. Congratulations, sir. Um, but I'm, I still really want to see um, Pepe, Aubameyang and Saka as the front three. I know, yeah. like, I know, like, on paper, it doesn't really make sense. Um, it, obviously, on the excitement scale, it does. Um, but I, I just, I just want to see it to almost get it out of my system. I think we're owed it, aren't we? We, we are just, owed just it. see it because then because then I think we can literally like to go a bit championship manager. We're getting all of our best players on the pitch at once. Yeah. Um, because then you could sort of go. Um, well, it's the problem, isn't it? You put Kalafanac or Tierney, but if you were to have sort of Tierney, um, Xhaka and Caballos, and then say Bellerin, and then those three up front, I think that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Would like to see it, but. I'm not sure Mr. Arteta is convinced yeah, currently. I don't, I don't think it will happen. The pundits talk about it a lot, don't they? What they say is, as a, a centre back, you, you're chuffed to see Aubameyang shoved out on the left. Yeah. It's, and it's true. And we want, we want to see him down the middle. The thing is, um, though, is that not a little bit of nonsense? Because the way that, and particularly the way that Arteta seemed to be setting the side up, like people talk about formations, but we line up totally different within five minute windows. Like there was times yeah. against, to go back to the Sheffield United game, where Kieran Tierney was basically playing as far left as you could possibly get as a left winger, yeah. and Saka was dropped in. So we play totally different formations. We rotate so much, and our, and Aubameyang is given the option to actually float a little bit. Like there was a time against the against Wolves, and there was also a time against Norwich where you're seeing cropping up on the right, on the left, in the centre. So I'm not so worried about the left or the centre thing, but I think it's more to what Ben's again your point, which is the best front three that we could have please and number one it's not Lacazette in there because even though he scored um, 
Cracking yeah, goal, it, by the way. It was a cracking goal, but you know we've had eight. We've had like n- nearly eighteen months away from home until he's bagged that. So for me, yeah. afraid not, fella. <laughs> afraid not. Let's uh, cash in. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's a nice PDF brochure of him that we could send to Atletico Madrid and see if we can get uh, someone else in return. Cough, cough. Know, not going to put any players in, but yeah, better call Saul. Um, do, do you know what I mean? It's so. Yeah. I'm not as worried with the Aubameyang stuff, and we're just on the 30 minutes now, so I'm going to give you a, li- a little bit of an option to a prediction and final words there. But um, for me, I would say with Oba, I'm not too worried about him playing left or, or I'm not too worried about the front three in where Oba plays. It's more that we get the front three that we all want to see that's moving mm. around a bit. Mm. So, um, Steve, give me thoughts as to a scoreline. Let's do a prediction for uh, Leicester, which is as we are recording tomorrow night. And then, Ben, same for you. It would be weird, Saka centre forward though, just saying. <laughs> well, um, I'm going I'm going two one to us. Snap, I'm gonna go that as well. Yeah, so was I actually. Oh well full house. Just just because so far I've got hundred percent record, you don't have to both copy me now. Yeah, we're gonna lose <laughs> we're gonna lose I've got, seven. I got the now. Southampton one, bang on. We're going to lose 7 0 now, and Ben and I are both going to blame you next month. Yeah, we're going to lie next week. (laughs) Lads, as always, it's been 30 minutes of absolute delight. Uh, Can't wait until the next one. And uh, fingers crossed for tomorrow night. Say goodbye, Ben. See you later. And say goodbye, Steve. Goodbye, Steve. And peace out, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.